This is the Outlier's Edge podcast, where we champion the leaders who are shaping the next era of humanity by taking them to the edge of their comfort zone so that they can lead us to the edge of what's next. I'm your host, Niyama Ashong. Let's do this. Boom. How's it going? Niyama Ashong here. I had let, that boom was more for me, like exploded and bringing me into this space here. Uh, I'm Niyama Shang, founder of Outliers Edge, where we champion the leaders who are shaping humanity. Uh, let me reshape that. We're championing the leaders who are shaping the next era of humanity. And the next era part is very important because because there are phenomenal leaders right now who are shaping humanity into something slightly better than what it is right now. When I th- when I think about the outliers that we play with, with the people who choose to come in into this space, they're they own a vision of a future that is far beyond and and what what we are currently experiencing and the reason that this is important is because it's like i can't expect the people who are who've lived a life similar to everyone else to come up with anything that would look drastically different but us outliers we've lived a life on the edge we've lived a life on the edge of what other people have experienced and now we can bring in more of our experiences more of what we have to offer uh and actually in a very natural way, change and shape and augment and uplift what like the way that we all choose to be and live with each other. So I'm glad I had that slip up at the beginning here because it like it actually like calls out that part that really matters. The next era, you know. Wow. I also lead the World Joy Movement, where we focus on finding like solutions that that are infused with joy as opposed to violence. How how we can come together and and bring solutions to the table to create possibilities that like uplift people as opposed to breaking down people over and over and over again, right? So today we get to be in conversation with a phenomenal outlier, someone I've known for a number of years and, uh, you know, has who's found a way to both reinvent himself multiple times, but also consistently level up his game. Uh, I get excited to be in conversation right now, especially because I know some of what he's doing right now uh, and uh, just seeing both his journey and also like where where he's choosing to focus on making like his efforts like really, really, um, really, really widespread. Just it inspires me and it excites me. So today I have, I would like to introduce you to someone important in my world, Paul Ken. Paul, it's great to be in space with you today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me, my friend. I mean, Niyama, I have so much respect for you for what you're up to. I think me and me and Niyama, we met quite a while back, a few years back, and just your energy is very unlike anybody else I've ever met. So I'm just happy to be in the space with you today, my friend, and I'm excited for our conversation and see what we get to create together. Yeah, I am as well. Like, so I, I, as we're talking, one of the things I like to do is just root myself back into who am I actually talking to? And I remember the first time we met. Um, and what like, like what I, I remember, I have a visual view in, in my mind. Uh, and what what I feel is like, it's like, there's a lot of power and punch from this individual, right? Um, there's, you have a way of making your presence known without making, without necessarily being in the center but it's like a powerful undulating element to you. You have a lot of energy yourself. So I, I like real recognize, real energy, recognize energy. I get that. Um, <laughs> and on top of that though, I, I really have seen you over the years, like continue to, to actually walk a line of both doing the deeper work 
increasing your power and choosing to show up and uh, display that power visibly. I think it's one thing to go through the through these processes and have it kind of have happen behind the scenes, uh, but you've chosen to consistently like make sure that your views are are out in the world. I know you recently did a TED talk. Um, like you know, there's the you're not someone that's playing in the shadows around this stuff here, uh, and I, I can see the impact that it's happened. Uh, the impact that has on me, the impact that has happened that I can see through the channels that I see you on. Uh, and I get excited to talk to you more about the impact that's happened with this client, with your clients and where you're taking things from there. While also just being real with you, Paul, like I just really care about you too. So I just want to make sure we don't lose you in the mix of, of all the other things we're going to talk about. I'm glad to be in space with you. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. I mean, I'm just like, man, I need to put that <laughs> somewhere so that I can play that for myself every morning to 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 amp me up. So I I really appreciate that in terms of uh the the respected admiration is very much <laughs> coming from me as well. So uh yeah, I'm I'm excited, man, for this conversation and excited yeah. to be in the space with you. Yeah, it's funny. It's like as we're talking, uh, I have a picture of like the animated Lion King, and it's just like remember who you are, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I love the Lion like, King. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So, so Paul, I've shared a bit about like who you've been to me uh, and how I see you. I want to give you a chance right now to speak about uh, speak speak about yourself here. You know, share with us like who you are in the world, uh, both professionally and personally, and then we'll take things off from there. Yeah. I, you know, that question is so interesting about who you are. I remember that conversation back then, actually, when we met and we were both actually at the same mastermind together with Rich Litvin. And I remember that was the very first time where I got exposed to the concept of introduce yourself. How do you introduce yourself as who you are and not for what you do? And for so long, I just had this title around, this is my title at work, but I think over the years, I've really learned to be on this journey of discovering who I am and playing with how do I show the world that? So, you know, when you ask that question, I'm like, man, where do I start? I think when, when, when you ask me who I am, I think at the very core of who I am is someone who lives life in a way where I don't color within the lines. And I think that has been a very core theme through line of my life. I, and I go back to when I was growing up, I was in the epitome of the space of you got to fit in a box and color within a line, you know, Catholic, conservative, Christian household. And I knew from the very beginning, there was something very different about me. I was that kid that just had a lot to say. I was loud. I like to amplify what I thought. And it was just really not celebrated. And it's just been this coming home for me since since we've met and even just before that of learning to reclaim that and bring that into what I do today. And so when I think about what I do and I constantly am in number one, I am a, I would say, a discoverer of possibility. I constantly am pushing the edge for what is possible for me and what is possible for life. I still remember when I we first met I was right in between the cusp of leaving my corporate job. I came up with this idea of myself growing up of I got to have the corporate job and work up the corporate ladder and have the white picket fence. And, you know, that's that's the dream life with with the house and two and a half kids and realizing that that was 
a horizon that I thought was the horizon. If anything, actually, it was a it was it was a limitation for what is even possible beyond that. And I think I've just constantly be pushing the line of that of what if life wasn't that way? What if it could be different? And it's been a big part of my journey. And I think about what I'm doing today. It's really been pushing the boundaries constantly. So, you know, what I'm waking up every single day, I'm constantly questioning, is there a different way? And I think it goes all the way back to when I was at a point in my life where um, I think where it all really started was when I discovered 13 years ago that I was the transgender man. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I didn't even know that existed up until now. And number three is what is possible for me at this choice point. And I remember very clearly at that moment when I was seeking support from people around me who had been through the journey, it was a constant narrative of you're going to lose everything in your life. You're going to lose people. You're going to lose your job. You Are you willing to pay the price of losing everything and everyone in your life? And I sat there and I looked at all these stories of poverty and I looked at all these stories of, of people being ostracized and rejected and living this life that, yes, they are free on the outside, but have lost everything in pursuit of that. And I asked myself, is there another way? Could it be possible that it doesn't have to be one or the other? And I think that was the day that, yes, I was willing to lose everything in my life in order to live a life where I was authentic to who I was but at the same time living my life every day with that in mind of what if it can be different than the narrative that i'm presented with and so i think that's why today i've i'm in a space of pushing a new boundary again of yes coming into a right now i'm serving the, the hospitality industry with a lot of restaurants that traditionally don't think about people as their core asset they think about the food on the plate. They think about the dining experience. They think about the ambiance. They think about the design of the restaurant. Even when you think about Food Network, what's it focused on? The food. You think about Gordon Ramsay going in, he's he's picking apart the, the food and what isn't working from those standpoints. But have we ever looked at what is not working from the standpoint of how we treat people, especially within the hospitality industry where it's viewed as a entry level pay minimum wage and it's kind of like get in and stay with it or get out but the tables have turned we're in a, a turning tide right now of people finally standing up and saying enough is enough and so i'm coming in as a disruptor in that industry of i think people instead of plates coming for four people it's now a time where we get to we get to think about the restaurant business as people before plates. And so I'm coming in as a disruptor. I'm coming in as someone who is curious. I'm coming in as someone who is asking the hard questions around where do we get to go so that we get to focus on the most important asset in your business, which is actually not your food, but actually the people that are serving the food, the people that are running your business. And what could be possible if we completely changed the way that industry looked and the way that they developed their talent, the way that they brought out the best in their people, instead of only focusing, bringing out the best in their food. All right, Paul. So what we're going to do here, right? I love everything that, that came up here. We're going to unpack some of these things, right? Because uh, 
I, I, it's great to hear like how you're making an impact here and, and pushing the boundaries uh, and, and like calling outside the lines in, in, in various ways for, uh, in the work that you do. And I can imagine like just you being just so well practiced in this over the years, like how you're bringing in some really disruptive uh, ideas in different ways, like really, really disruptive ideas for your clients and such. I want to come back to that in a bit. Um, and you gave us a, a number of different components and just like sharing who you are that I'm like, if we miss this year, we would have like, we'll miss you. Right. And so I want to make sure, make sure we, we keep it. It's, it's what I get about you already is that like, like, I don't know. It like, it like, like you said, like I'm coming in, in to disrupt. I'm like, you're just coming into Paul, you know, it's just like, and, and it just so happens that the way that Paul looks at the world uh, and operates in the world, in the world, like, disrupts how everyone else was looking was looking at it beforehand uh i did a i took a human design um which is i took a human design i don't know if that chart uh thing it looks at I, i'm not the i'm not the best person to describe human design um mm. but um i know it, it was based on my the date of time that i was born like where i was born so on and so forth and they're like okay this is how like all the gates in the world were like lined up and this is this is kind of like what was imprinted with you um if you're a human design expert like feel free to like like make make that better if i if i get comments and things about this later on i'm like great i'm glad you listened to the episode i hope this i hope the human design part is what <laughs> is what really like stuck out for you but one of the things that comes out there is i, I have a left angle cross of distraction and i read it um and there's and even just seeing the the, the name of it really felt great for me. I read more into it. Uh, and what I have taken away from it is like, ultimately, like I'm here to distract. Uh, and when I was young, that was bright colors, like lar loud paisley shirts or loud, like shirts that I got from, from like, just like, I just, I imagine one with like clouds on it. I had this one that was just like diamond upon diamond upon diamond upon diamond. Um, and as that has gone on through my life, I've actually been able to up level, up level, up level what distraction happens to, to be, right? Uh, it's part of the reason why I'm so powerful as a coach, because all I'm ever doing is distracting people from what they think needs to be done and get them onto the path that like, that like actually has what it is that they're looking for. I'm like, you have too much traction on something that isn't serving you. So let's like distract you there. Like pull out that traction so we can get you where, where you need to be. And when you talk a, a bit about like the disrupting element, uh, I, I I feel like there's that kind of natural sense to you where there's like some, you're like, I color out of the lines. Like I'm like, I'm not in boxes. I'm like, uh, and when you enter an industry, when you enter a time with clients, when you, when people spend time with you, even here on this podcast, you find ways of like, you're just being, and all of a sudden, like whatever we thought the boxes was just like, it's disintegrated. Like when you walk into the room, you're like, and I hear music being played with like synthesizers at the same time. Like, <laughs> I have to figure out how to like get some of that in, in here, like in post audio stuff. Right. But uh, it, it just feels like that's, that's like, that's you and how you, how you show up. And it's not done in a way that is, that is like immature. And I think that's important. Like I get the maturity behind what it is that you do. Like, like, you know, how to disrupt, how to bring in, how to color out the lines in a way where people, it's almost like, like art on a wall where it's like it looks like people have just been flicking at it and it's like look if i flicked that at something on, on a canvas i would not be able to sell it for like what the artists <laughs> are doing you know mm -hmm. i i get that sense from you here so 
we're going to go back into a bit more about like who you are in, in a bit. Uh, but let me just, let me pause with that just so we can riff off this for a little bit. How, like, how true is that? What resonates with you? What, uh, what, what, what feels like, wait a minute, you missed one nuance. It's really important. Hmm. I think there was so much in, in, in what you just said there. And I think to your point, when it, I love what you said about the human design because I got my human design done a, a couple of years ago and it was a total game changer for me. Cause I think one of the best things you could do for yourself is really get to know yourself. Mm. And I think that is something that is really missed when we think about all the things that we are always seeking to learn that it's outside of us. Like we're mm. seeking books and we're seeking knowledge and we're seeking wisdom, but there's so much to learn with, from within us. And I think that is one of the most powerful journeys you can ever go on is to really, really get to know yourself on a deep level. Yeah, and I call it's that really like owning your outlier. It's like yes. going through that process of like this, like this is me. And like, mm. like knowing that and being able to see that fully. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that part about the disruptor part, the funny thing about being recognizing that I naturally like to disrupt status quo is that what is your gift is also often your biggest challenge as well to overcome. And I think the thing I, I want to pause on and make sure that I, I talk about, because it's very easy to look at someone and say, it comes so easy to you. I'm just not like that. But the aspect that people don't see is the journey that you had to go on in order to get there. I spent most of my life, like literally 30 years of my life, trying not to be a disruption. I wanted to be everything but disruptive. I wanted so badly to fit in as a kid. And even in my adult years, I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be quote unquote normal like everyone else. I really didn't want to cause ripples. The challenging thing about that is that when it is naturally not authentic to you, even if you want it so bad, there is something that feels off. There's something that feels like you're constantly fighting with yourself. And I think that is part of that journey that we go on of discovering who we are, discovering the parts of us that are who we actually are, and to learn to stop resisting that and learning about which are the parts that are really characters that we take on or, or facades that we put on that we think are us, but it's really what we put on so that we can fit in in the environment that we're in. And what I want to highlight there is that it was a 30 year plus journey for me to get to a place to own that I naturally like to disrupt status quo because I've done that in my own life. And I've done that in the spaces that I've been in. And it was very jarring for me because I wanted to be not disruptive, but I realized the more I tried to not be who I was, the more I tried to push against it the more it tried to bring me back tenfold to have me see it and look it in the face until it was going to, you know, hit me over the head, like a two by four to finally say, this is who you are. This is what you're up to instead of resistant, make it work for you. So I'm really in this space now of learning to be in relationship with it instead of resisting it. But at the same time, it is still my journey every single day. You know, <laughs> some days I wake up, I'm like, man, I would just wish like life would be actually so much easier if I wasn't this way, if I was totally okay with going with the flow. But at the same time, often our purpose isn't easy. Our calling isn't easy. And I think it's the ones that 
say, you know what, I'm going to summon the courage to not do what's easy, but to do what's fulfilling, to do what calls me inside. That's where the magic starts happening. That's when we start creating the amazing stuff. Yeah, Paul, like when you say this, it takes me because firstly, just thank you for being real about this, right? Because it's it's always a balance I'm trying to find where it's like, look, I think being an outlier is one of the most amazing things you can do. I think it gives you a competitive edge. And most people think mm-hmm. that being an outlier is a problem because you're not like everyone else. And so we spend mm-hmm. a lot of our time dimming ourselves in, right. pulling back, holding in there. I'm like, yep. do not forget the edge that it gives you. Do not forget what like, but it t- also takes you to edges. And I, and, mm-hmm. and I love that like, you're, you, I often talk about like the double edge, the double edge of being an outlier. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, you're a disruptor, but it also works. Like there's a, there's, there's another side of it that's pointed back at you. 100%. If you're not, you know? Yeah. So I appreciate you calling this in because otherwise, otherwise it gets into like this kind of airy, like authenticity talk of like, just be you. And it's like, that's not how it actually works. Like, you know how hard it is to like be you. It's like, in my mind, one of the single hardest things to do, it is easier mm-hmm. to just do what other, like to focus on the externals and never have to confront what is actually with you with every breath that you take Hundred percent. than doing that. So just thank you for calling that in. Right. Um, I want to I want to stay with the flow with where we are. We might come back again to some of the things you said earlier, but like I want to stay with the flow you said right now, which is uh one of the last things you said was something about like making it work for you, you know? Um, and that that really that really feels it feels important, right? Um, because I talk to people and uh, I have I have a framework in my mind that typically is like negative, neutral, positive. Right. Negative, neutral, positive. And, I, and there's like a frame that I see like most things. And most of the times I talk to people, they'll come in with something negative and then like they'll feel complete when they get to like neutral. They're like, oh, this thing about me isn't isn't a thing, isn't a good thing. But oh, wait, maybe I can just accept it or maybe I'll just surrender to it, which is great. You know, it's, it's a totally different space there. But what gets me is I think people often leave but like they leave the, the positive out of the, the mix. And that's what, one of the things that really excites me about what you're saying. It's subtle, but it's tremendous. Like, it's like, it's like oh, you've gotten so close, so close. Like, if you just took two more steps, you would be able to have access to all of this, you know? So it's the, it's the difference between, I get it, I disrupt, like, I'm not going to apologize for it, but like, you know, I get it, to now I want to make it work for me. You know, Mm. Um, and I get I get really curious about that because uh, as you were talking, what was coming to my mind was like, it's hard. Like, like I feel like we're put on this earth to go through the difficult journey because where we start and where we end are so different, you know. Um, But I like I can honestly see for you a very, very easy life where people come out of their way and they're like, so I hear you're the disruptor, you know. And they're like, they're like, so here goes the thing. My company is chaos. My restaurant is chaos. My kitchen's chaos. Like no one gets along with each other. This on the other. Like I need you to come disrupt the crap out of that so that we can mm-hmm. actually get to calm, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas most people would think that like, oh, everything must be calm. So like, he's going to come in and like toss things up and make it all chaos. It's like, no, no, no. This gets to work in every way possible, you know? Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more about like, making it work for you and the transition that that's involved there uh, because there's something really, you know, when someone's gone on the journey, when they know that, then they know that like what it took for them to get to where they are. 
And so I just would love to talk about like how you've gone from just like the neutral part of it and just accepting that you're a disruptor to actually saying like, no, 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 this is like, this is why I do what I do. This is why I'm working in this industry. This is why people pay me what they pay me. This is why people like to hang out with me, so on and so forth. Mm. You know, I, I love what you brought up about how you bring your, your clients through this model, right? We come in as negative, there's neutral, and then there's positive. And what I got out of that, what I started thinking about when you were saying that is that there is two sides of the coin for every single thing. And when we only look at one side of the coin for what it is, and even when you talked about like the middle, what I was thinking about was like literally the coin, like standing in the middle, but then you don't get to see what's on the other side, but it's all the same coin is what I want to drive home. And what was a game changer for me is that, Often when you look at the narrative that we have in culture and social media, if you look at like a lot of the self-development, call it sound bites, it talks a lot about good habits and bad habits. It talks about good traits and bad traits. And it talks a lot about getting rid of stuff, right? We want to change ourselves. We want to get rid of the bad parts of us. We want to let go of it and we want to never see it ever again. The most game-changing advice I ever got and the wisdom that I got from um, this one mentor of mine, as she said, here's actually the secret, is that it never goes away. It's a part of you. You can't get rid of a part of you because what happens is that you're cutting off half of your potential. You're cutting half of your talents. You're cutting half of what you bring to the table good or bad is a matter of perspective. And when you stop resisting it and trying to get rid of it, what you can do instead is be in relationship with it. Because if you don't be in relationship with it and you all you do is try to push it away, you're also getting rid of what it can bring to work for you. Here's a case of point. For a lot of my life, I made anger wrong because I was very afraid of my anger. I had this anger that was that would just come up like a fire when I come up against certain situations. And I grew up in an environment where anger was something that was something I was trying to avoid. Like my dad was angry a lot for like reasons that we couldn't figure out at that time. And so when I started realizing that I had a very similar trait, I, it scared me. I wanted to get rid of it. So I pushed it down. I would try to diffuse. I would get to neutral state, like what you were saying. But what I didn't realize is that you can't get rid of just one emotion. When you get rid of an emotion, you get rid of all emotions, which means that you also get rid of the opposite side, which is the joy and the excitement and the adventure and the bliss and the and all of that that comes with it. You can't just get rid of one and expect to still have everything else. It doesn't work like that. So what ended up happening was I flatlined my emotions. I wasn't angry, but I wasn't joyful. So I just ended up in this gray zone of nothingness, of emptiness. But what I realized I was a game changer was that the flip side of anger is actually passion. It's the same energy. What do you want to do with that energy? So when you are looking at something as only working against you and you want to get rid of it, guess what? You get rid of the anger, you get rid of your passion, you get rid of your fire. You can have fire work for you. But when you don't know how to be in relationship with that fire, you make it wrong. 
And then you lose out on the gift that it can be in your life. So it's been this journey for myself to learn to be in relationship with the parts of me that I've made wrong all my life. And so for those people that are listening in, often we have a dialogue around what are the good parts of us and what are the bad parts of us. But what if instead of looking at it as just black and white of what's good and bad, you can look at the part that are quote unquote bad and see what's on the flip side of that quote unquote bad trait. And how can you turn it into something that works for you? It's just like nervousness. Nervousness on the flip side is the same energy as excitement. It's just how you want to interpret it. So for me, I look at it in all areas of my life like that. Like, for example, we have this also very popular kind of uh, perception of all of the successful people wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning or 3 a.m. in the morning and they're getting ahead of everyone. If you want to be successful, you got to get up early in the morning. You got to get stuff done early because you got to get ahead. I made myself wrong. I'm not a morning person. I am a night owl. I work best like late afternoon to late evening. And so whenever I talk about myself, I made that wrong. I'd be like, man, I feel like I'm not, I wasn't productive all day long. And now I'm getting to a place and I'm just getting started. And I, and I would spend so much time beating myself up, making myself wrong for all the things that I didn't do like everybody else. And when I started switching that and looking at the patterns of, okay, actually that's just when I work best. That's when I'm most productive. When people are resting, I'm going, you know, it's just kind of like, it's just my, how I work. And when I stopped making that wrong, I started making my schedule work for me. So instead I do the stuff in the morning that, you know, I know I'm not productive for work, but I do the other things that are quote unquote hard. I'll go work out. I'll go for a walk. I'll go, I'll spend time with my son. Then I will arrange my schedule so that when I know I'm in that peak hour where I have the most energy, where I'm most creative, I'll actually do work. And instead of making myself wrong, I look at it as what am I just, what does my schedule look like? And what am I focused on? And what am I actually accomplishing in those different hours and looking at productivity and call quote unquote success or achievements in a different way. I'm just focused on different things. I'm operating in a different gear. So I think it's really important to learn to be in relationship with that. I think it's a lifetime relation, uh, right? Lifelong relationship that you get to develop, but so much magic when you start turning the perspective from working against it, cutting it off to, Hey, let's be in relationship together. So let's be in a relationship right here. Like I, I love, love what you're bringing into this space. And one of the things that really struck me is like, when you get rid of, when you get rid of an emotion, you get rid of all emotion. It really struck me there. Um, you know, I, 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 most people see me as um, a joyful person and um, my relationship to anger, like, like this is non-existent uh i have i still i'm like not all that well versed in anger it's just it's just like well let me say this not 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 well versed in violence from anger uh like when i get angry i get active i get I'm not like i don't go hit the gym i'm like oh like let's go solve this or like like i i, I it fuels actually a lot of joy from me in different ways right mm -hmm. um and like, so as you're saying this, it really, it really strikes me. I, I, I'm, I have a part of my year that I, I deem uh, outrageous out October. All right. And <laughs> I love outrageous October. It, it fits really well for me as someone who's like willing to, I, I push the boundaries. I've always, I've always fit out. I stopped fitting in very early, but I chose to fit out, which is not the same as belonging. Right. It's just like, oh, he's the guy who's, oh, he's that guy. 
you know, I was that guy for so many different people, right? I still am in a lot of different ways, but now I'm learning how do I want to yield that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's why I can make a podcast like the way that I do or I show up the way I do. I'm like, I don't mind being that guy for you. Uh, that's okay. It's why people pay me. You know, it's why my audience is this. It's why people like, like there's a global movement that's, that's taking place, the World Joy Movement, right? It's like, because I can be that guy, you know? But there's a component of it that, outrageous October really like lights me up I'm like oh this is so easy you know but when I think about I slow down I'm like wait in the word outrageous is like the word outrage and in the word outrage Mm -hmm. is rage so like underneath all this here like that like rage to me is one of the four words that I know about anger you know I'm like Mm -hmm. anger mad fury rage you know and it started, it became a thing where like it, someone, someone came to me. It's like, if you don't know your anger, how can you possibly, how can you possibly take on the type of transformations, the type of global change that you're looking to, to take on? And it made sense to me most when I thought about outrageous, right? Because I'm like, there are, it, it might be, I'm intense, you know? So it might, it might feel like a lot if I'm outraged at you, if I'm bringing my rage to one individual, but when it when it comes to putting my attention to a mission toward the world, if I'm like if I'm not outraged by the way that like people are treated, by the way like the standards that we have, by the way that like people show up in like in in, in like out of integrity in different places, I'm not outraged by like like if that isn't actually showing up for me, then how can I possibly come at it with enough outrageous effort to actually make a difference? You know, mm. and I feel like I feel some of that. And what, you, what you're saying here, like along this lines here, where it's like, don't like I I can't actually achieve outrage, outrageous if I'm not willing to be outraged, you know, mm. and like and and there's, it's those components, especially some of the things that we want to take on, you know. Uh, so when you talk about like flatlining there and losing out on the benefits beyond what, like what, what you think, it's not like, oh, there's I I. I it takes me to this moment of like, it's not just like being angry for the sake of anger, you know, um, which has its own place, but it's like, there's a whole, there's, there's some things that can be accessed very wonderfully through, through every channel, you know? And if you can find that, if you can harness that properly and apply it toward like goals that like, that are begging for it, you know, it, it, it like, there's a lot of opportunity there. So mm-hmm. I want to riff on this with you here. This is this is something I'm just, I want to kind of get your your take on this from both both from your experience. Do you have any other stories? Bring them in. But like what, what comes for you when I when I say this? No revolution, no transformation ever happened without outrage. I don't think in the history of ever there's been a revolution because of vanilla, because of nothing, because of just peace and calmness you know it's just like my nothing life is happening. great so yeah, let's just like let's start revolution, revolution. Yeah. <laughs> never in the history of ever has any transformation change revolution happened because of like you said everything because of everything being peace quiet and still and calm it came from a place it came from a place of like you said outrage around things need to change what's what's happening right now is not working it can't work any longer and I think it has a lot to do with where you direct it, where are you channeling it, and what is your intention of, for what you're creating? See, there are certain people, anger, it's anger itself. I love what you talked about being neutral. Anger itself can be a neutral thing. 
as in it's not good or bad. It's about where you take it, what you do with it. What's the intention of what you're creating with it? You can take anger and have it be destructive. You can have anger and have it be constructive. You can have anger be the thing that is the catalyst for true change that is revolutionary and really changes people's lives for the better because you can have it be channeled into a movement like you said you can have it channeled into transformation of an entity of a business of a entire space you can have it also be disruptive you can have it to create trauma you can have it just be just lashing out just to express anger just to feel better or have a place to put it on people one thing that was really powerful that's that one of my mentors shared with me what she said, it's okay to be angry. Just don't be angry on people. You can be angry, just not on people. That's not okay to put it on people. So I think it's really important around what's your intention. And I think it goes down to anything, whether it's with anger, even, you know, one thing that, that I, I am also a, a big proponent of is authenticity. So you hear a lot about people talking about, you know, I'm just being authentic. I'm saying what's on my mind. I'm unfiltered. What you see is what you get. Yes. And there is authenticity that works and authenticity that doesn't work. There's authenticity in that. How do people feel in your authenticity? What are you creating from it? Are you creating inspiration? Are you creating empowerment? Are you creating excitement? Are you, what are you creating with it? Are you creating love, joy, or are you creating disempowerment? Are you, are you authentic at the expense of people? Are you putting people down? Do people feel not encouraged, discouraged? in the presence of your authenticity do yeah, people you feel that makes you think about right. like like yeah. are you being authentic on me you know right like, don't, yeah don't, don't put your authentic don't like don't bring don't be angry on people don't be right. authentic on people right in that way right exactly yeah so yeah. it's really about where you channel it at the end of the day there's no good or bad it's about what are you going to take and create with it yeah, I, you know, when you say this here, because I like, like, we spend some time specifically on anger. Uh, but like, I, as you were, as you were talking here, I'm like, I'm like, it would be, it would behoove us to think that we're looking at this honestly from like a whatever spectrum. I don't think of joy as an emotion, but like, it, like, like, uh, but it also works in that this context here, right? So like, joy uh, to me is one of the things that I that I bring uh, I bring to the to the to the table almost everything I do I can't help but be joy joyful about it but there was a time where there was like toxic joyfulness it was like mm. someone was going through a through an issue and I'm like well just look at the bright side you know it's like mm. no right now grief and sadness is important it's an important part of this process here and like you don't have to take away joy it, like doesn't mean joy can't live in that right but let's like, like, as we're going through the joyful process, let's all like, there's a way to be joyful in grief. It doesn't, it doesn't have to push the other thing out. Right. Uh, and I, and I, like, when I think about like, like that's, that would be me being joyful on people. Right. Uh, and, and finding that like, well, toxic uh, positivity where it's, where it's just mm. like, well, let's, let's look at the bright side. And like, sometimes like, just be real with it, be mm. will it, real with it. You wanted something, it didn't work out. Like enjoy that you went for it, but also enjoy that like it feels crappy, you know, right mm. now. Uh, and give yourself the chance to experience all that without pushing it all out there. I felt it was important to like bring in 
not just anger because it works in so many different ways. I'm yes, thinking about disgust yeah. right now. I'm thinking about all yeah. the inside out like characters. Yeah, you know? every emotion. <laughs> it, go, it goes for every every single emotion. I love that you brought out joy because one thing that is such a detriment to so many people, businesses, you think about, it can really apply to any space, is when we have forced optimism. There, It is actually a downfall to not be willing to look at what is and acknowledge the situation and what is the emotions the natural emotions and and the and and that come with it because often you'll hear you know I'll, there'll be there's people that I've, I've coached people that i've met before where they can look at a house burning down and they're like it's fine it's great and it's like this forced optimism of like Let's ignore this and make it rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. And that's what happens actually in a lot of businesses too, because they'll just say, you know, everything is great. No, there is a time and place to look at things and acknowledge it's not so great right now. There is a lot that isn't working right now. There's a lot of sadness in this specific situation. Like you said, there's maybe grief that's happening. There is a sense of loss. There is a sense of disappointment. It's so important to acknowledge that as well. I think it takes a lot of courage to be able to see something for what is and to give yourself space to actually acknowledge what's there. Because if you don't face it, there's no way that you can move forward from it. There's no way that you can improve. There's no way that you can grow without acknowledging where you're at. There is so much power to that. There's so much courage that it takes to, to be in that space of saying, acknowledging, yeah, my business isn't working right now. My relationship isn't working right now. My health isn't working right now. It's okay to be in that space and give yourself time and space to be able to feel your feelings. It's so important. It's kind of like you think about a volcano, right? You think about how it erupts. When you are pushing down emotions, when you are creating a false sense of positivity or a false sense of realism of what's actually happening, it doesn't go anywhere. Like the volcano doesn't go underground and dissipate. It's the same thing with what happens in our life. It's kind of like it will continue to come up until we allow it to fully be expressed. And if we don't give space for that, it ends up being like a volcano. It's kind of also same thing as like shaking a soda bottle. It explodes at some point. And that's why there's it, it becomes so pent up to a place where now it's not healthy. Now it's expressed in a way where it feels uncontrolled. It feels in a way where it's dis dis disruptive, not just disruptive, but destructive. And it's because we haven't given ourselves space to acknowledge things for where they're at, to not make it wrong, to, to allow ourselves to be human beings. We're human beings for God's sake, not human doings. We have feelings. You look at a baby, you know, look at my six-month-old son. He is happy when he wants to be happy. He is sad when he is sad. And the next moment he's angry and then he's joyful. Is it wrong? No, it's just authentically what he's feeling in the moment. And because he allows himself to feel it, he also is able to move forward with it. He allowed himself to be angry and he expressed it. And the next thing you know, he's happy because he got it out of his system. But as we become older and older and we become adults and we kind of move through these different phases of our life, we start making certain things good or bad, right or wrong. And we start telling ourselves certain things are not acceptable. And we start putting ourselves these filters on ourselves. But really, it stops us from being able to be able to experience the full expression of ourselves and also, it stops us from being able to receive the gifts that come from the full expression and acknowledgement for all the things that are presented to us in life. So, you know, to, to, to what you said, I think it's really 
important to really pause and be able to give ourselves that space to be able to see what is, but then also give ourselves space to know that we also have a choice for where we want to go with it. So I'm going to take you up on that there. Like we are right now at like the top of the tide that we have come. We actually gone a few minutes past where, where we said we were going to be at. Uh, I'd love to give us a little bit of time to kind of bring ourselves here and, and like ground ourselves with like what we want to leave out there. But if you need to take off right now, let me know. And we'll, 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 we'll just end this right now. Do you have a few minutes to just have us like wrap us up together? Uh, probably like a, a minute or two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, so let's do this here. Thank you. Right. I, and I, I think this is important, especially as outliers, because we've gotten, we tend to have gotten to a place of success uh, by, by, showing up in the ways that other people might expect us to show up, you know, uh, and eventually like, like find, finding our own versions of the volcano and pushing things down. Right. This, this part of the conversation was just allowing your outlier to like, to just be, you know, uh, and to give room for every part of you. So that like, that has a chance that like, but know that with that comes like some responsibility and some work to be able to access and, and leverage each of it. Right. Mm. Paul, from our standpoint here, I'd love for you to just do 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 two things here. One, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing here. Like, thanks for bringing your passion uh, all, all the way through. It reminds me of uh, the Hulk in, in Marvel movies. He's like, I'm always angry. You want to know my secret? I'm always angry. Um, what's one way that, that uh, if anyone's interested in continuing the conversation, if someone's like, hey, I could really use disruption in my life or in my business right now, um, like, what's the best way for them to continue the conversation? Yeah, they can. Uh, first of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share this space with you and have this conversation. It was, I mean, time just flew by. <laughs> I was having yeah. so much fun. Um, they can find me on my website, yesican.com. So yes, I can.com. Um, it's the uh, handle that they can find me as well on on Instagram is yes, Paul can, um, or they can find my podcast as well, which is uh, the Yes I Can podcast, which is on all your different podcast platforms. So some different areas you can find me, but uh, yeah, happy to to connect with anyone that wants to have a conversation about it. Awesome. And then the last thing I want to ask here is uh, I like to leave, it's called a time capsule. What's a message that you'd love to leave for your, like leave for your future self in this present moment? So the Paul right now, who's talking to his future self, what's a message that your future Paul is going to need to hear? Mm, that's a great question. I think that the message that I would want to send is stop and pause and look around because you already have everything you need to live your best life. Everything else is just cherry on top of the cake. Well, we'll leave it at that. That message is for you there. It's my gift to every person that comes on here just to like leave a little little message for, for yourself. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being real. Thanks for living this life and, and make sure that we didn't just like gloss over the reality of what it takes to actually show up as you and like and own that in, in a really powerful way in the world. I wish you all mm -hmm. the best. I'm really grateful that we had this conversation. Thank you so much, Matt. Really appreciate it.
We're just getting started. Take 10 seconds to think about your greatest insight from today's conversation. And if you're ready to go and bring this to a deeper, more applicable level for you, come and join us in an upcoming masterclass. Go to outliersedge.com slash masterclass to be coached live and to bring your aspirations, your goals, and your challenges and have them handled in real time. This is high flame, high impact, high transformation. Go to outliersedge.com slash masterclass and come experience your next level of leadership.